depend on each of us personally. You and I must believe the gospel for ourselves first and foremost. But the gospel also creates a new kind of community, a gospel culture called a church. What is a church? A church, not the church, but a church, is a body of believers in Jesus, together drawing their life from Him in regular, practical, organized ways that accelerate their progress for Him. You and I are one with all true Christians throughout history. Augustine, Martin Luther, Johann Sebastian Bach, and many other amazing people. That's exciting. But the unity of the church becomes our actual experience in the unity of a church. In our local churches, what we share goes beyond our experiences with Christians in general. Being part of a church frees us from a vague idealism and gives us traction for real gospel advance that will matter forever. Your church is more than a collection of people who happen to get together on Sundays. You could go to a professional football game on a Sunday afternoon for a mere get-together. The fans of a team might sit together, wear the team colors, and cheer in unison when their team scores. But when the game is over, they walk out of the stadium, drive home, and get on with their separate lives. You could even attend a big Christian event for a mere get-together. There might be wonderful magic in the air, but does anything corporate last once the event is over and everyone walks out? Let's say you meet someone at that Christian event. You really like the person. Two weeks later, you happen to run into that person at a coffee shop. That's heartwarming. But it isn't a gospel culture. It is only in a church that we are members of Christ and of one another, moving forward together like a well-coordinated body. 1 Corinthians 12, 12-27 It is together that we suffer and thrive. It is together that we worship and grow and serve according to the Word of God. That's what your church is. Ground zero for the new kind of community Christ is creating in the world today for the display of His glory. That is a gospel culture. Obviously, we pay a price to give our lives to a real community. We lose some of our space, time, and freedom to do as we please. But the Bible tells us to submit to one another, Ephesians 5.21. That requires us to adjust, to fit in, to always look for the win-win. So let me ask you a simple question. To whom do you submit? Every one of us should have a good answer to that. The Bible goes so far as to say, Respect those who are over you in the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Scripture is clear. Christians have to choose between isolation, which is easy, and belonging, which is costly and much more satisfying. Here is why our belonging to a church matters so much to God. We are living stones in the spiritual temple that He is building in the world today. 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5 He wants to dwell among His people, and we as living stones find ourselves when we are built into the spiritual temple. There is no churchless Christianity in the Bible. We individualistic Americans need to face that. God is building a new community, and it's worth belonging to. In John 3.16, we heard that God so loved the world in general that He gave His only Son. In Ephesians 5.25b-27, through 27, we see that Christ loved the church in particular so that He gave Himself for her. That is the gospel doctrine. Let's think about this passage phrase by phrase. Christ loved and died for the church. 
Paul teaches, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, Ephesians 5.25b. Christ's whole attitude toward his church is love. There has never been a time when he did not love his people with all his mighty heart. John Flavel, a Puritan theologian, imaginatively recreates the conversation between God the Father and God the Son in eternity past before time began. Father, my son, here is a company of poor, miserable souls that have utterly undone themselves and now lie open to my justice. Justice demands satisfaction for them, or will satisfy itself in the eternal ruin of them. What shall be done for these souls? Son, O my Father, such is my love to and pity for them, that rather than they should perish eternally,